Hello everyone. This is Grace Asagra and this is Quantum Nurse. I welcome everyone for being here and today we have a special guest, Dr. Tom Spicer. Thank you very much for being here. Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. This podcast is created for 50 to 55 years old working men and women with dementia who are dementia caregivers. And this provides holistic methods, information, inspiration, imagination, and intuition so that they can have a rewarding life and have that amazing journey through holistic methods. So welcome and you are my perfect guest for today. Thank you, Grace. It's great to be here. Um, let me just say a little bit of what I know about Dr. Spicer. So, Dr. Spicer, you have your own practice in chiropractic and nutrition clinic in Minneapolis for 15 years, right? Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But currently, you are an account executive for Premier Research Labs. That's correct. From what I know also is that before you became a chiropractor, you were also involved or in pa you have a passion for fitness activity. I can't remember that exactly, but perhaps you would want to share a little bit of that background before you became a doctor. And I know you're a father, a wonderful father, a friend, and just a good help for everyone. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate that. Well, um, my background, I guess I was a uh, high school and college athlete. I was a swimmer in high school and college, and I've remain quite active. I do a lot of active things. I'm 66 years old and people think I'm probably in my 20s because I try to keep active as much as possible with biking and hiking and, and doing fun things uh, around the Austin area. Um, uh, I have a wonderful uh, couple of daughters that uh, keep me busy. And uh, my passion is right now nutrition and how to make People uh, do better with the food they eat. And uh, obviously, I work for a supplement company called uh, Premier Research Labs. And uh, we try to improve people's health with uh, high-quality nutritional products. So that's a little bit about me. Well, you, you're passionate about talking on, uh, about the topic on digestive system. And I still remember that when we're in a conference or even in small conversations, we can't help but talk about digestion because we usually gather around food. So what is it in that topic that is most crucial for us? Well, there's so many things to talk about digestion, uh, Grace, but I, I, it's one of my passions. Uh, I found that when I was a chiropractic, uh, practitioner that so many people would come into my office, you know, seeking chiropractic issues. And yes, that was important. However, there are so many nutritional things that, that people were uh, either unaware of or lacking in that I, I just made it my goal was if I was going to be a, a healthcare practitioner, I needed to educate those folks more about what they were putting in their mouths, what they were drinking, and how it affect their body. 
Um, it, it's, it's really, the more I've been in nutrition, the more I'm convinced that it's a huge, huge piece of who we are and, and our thoughts and our feelings and how we can, uh, you know, how we show up in the world is, is what, you know, oftentimes what we eat. And there's so much information, there's so much misinformation uh, out there. And uh, much of my stuff has been from the research I've done as well as, well as my own experience and just watching hundreds and hundreds of patients come through my door with, with questions about nutrition. So um, it's become my passion. Uh, I could go on and on and on and on for it. And uh, maybe we can do that today. Oh, sure. That would be good. Well, uh, tell me, what, what is the interest to you and your, and your clientele, Grace? Okay, perfect. Um, a lot of times when they're taking care of their elders, they will come to me with digestive issues. You know, primarily, they come primarily for themselves. I mean, for their loved ones who, when they're older, they either have constipation or they will have diarrhea. Okay. So that's for, the, for the, those who are, have dementia. Then for the caregivers, they tend to come with the issue of having some irritable bowels um, symptoms. Like they said that they, they kind of have their own uh, abdominal discomfort and I'm not sure, but I think it must have something to do with their worries in taking care of their loved ones that they're not able to take care of themselves. So this podcast, I like to help them out. So maybe we can give a little bit of suggestion so that, that they can embrace it. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, that helps me. Thank you. Well, you are absolutely correct in that when someone's under stress, it actually changes the physiology of the digestive tract. And so oftentimes uh, the stress is what can cause digestive issues, either constipation or diarrhea or the irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, syndromes, symptoms um, for those folks. Uh, there's a lot of research right now about how the uh, gut affects the brain. And one of the things they talk about is the microbiome. The microbiome is kind of the, uh, the gut flora or the bacteria in your gut. And there's actually more bacteria in your gut than there are uh, cells in your body, if you can imagine that. And that bacteria is affected by what we eat and what we think. Uh, they've, been, they've shown now that if we're, if we're stressed out, the bacteria uh, content of the gut actually changes and uh, tends to be more uh, go towards more towards the pathogenic bacteria. What does that mean? Well, that means diarrhea, constipation, indigestion, heartburn, acid reflux, all of those things that are uh, that influence, you know, how well we digest our food. So the question becomes, well, what is that a bad thing? Is the diarrhea and the constipation a bad thing? And of course, I would probably say yes. And one of the things that happens is that uh, as we get older, our stomachs don't uh, secrete as much stomach acid. 
stomach acid is something that uh, our bodies use and to digest our food. And after about age 50, and this happens to just about everybody, athletes included, and as well as males and females, it doesn't, doesn't differentiate. Um, the body makes less and less stomach acid and the digestive enzymes by the pancreas. So what happens is when we eat our food, especially if it's a high protein food uh, meal, like lots of meat, uh, fish, uh, anything with lots of protein in it, is the body can't fully digest it. And what happens to that food is it starts to putrefy in the stomach. That putrefication process creates lactic acid, which is what gives many people the acid reflux. It's very potent acid. And you go to your medical doctor and they typically will give you some type of anti-acid or you'll go to the, the drugstore and pick up some Tums and that will actually help as far as the acid in the stomach. But the problem with that is once you, you change the, the acidity of the stomach, the food uh, will not get digested. And how does that manifest as we get older? Well, literally, if we don't digest our foods properly, uh, we basically starve ourselves to death. And I'm going to throw out something that, that may be kind of new and controversial to, th to think, but I think that a lot of our old age is people not is basically starving themselves from not being able to digest the food properly. And, and especially the, the stomach, uh, in order to absorb minerals, the body needs that acidity in the stomach. If the acidity isn't there, your body doesn't absorb minerals. And how does that translate? Well, osteoporosis is huge for women as they get older. Uh, especially if they're sedentary, if they're not out uh, active and busy. And that can be uh, a huge issue if you don't absorb the calcium in the body uh, through the stomach and the digestive tract, the bones just basically waste away and become porous and fragile. And then, you know, you know, Mrs. Jones, who's 72 years old, who has a slight fall and on her hip, she breaks her hip. Not, not so good. So um, you need that stomach acid in order to absorb the minerals in the, in the food, as well as digestive food. And so there's, a, there's many doctors, and I think I'm one of them actually, that says old age is, uh, is partially a starvation scenario. And many of the diseases are because the body just can't get the correct uh, absorption. That was well, kind me. of a long-winded long answer, sorry. <laughs> No, it was important to hear you. It's amazing because um, there's usually a misunderstanding on the word stomach acid. And that's why people will always straight away, they'll go for that anti-acid instead of uh, figuring out, you know, maybe there's differences of acid contents in the stomach, correct? Yeah. Well, that's that's really true, and I I talk to practitioners every day on the telephone, and uh, even some of the practitioners are are a little bit confused about that. So it's it's a very common thing, and honestly, I'm not trying to take anything away from the allopathic profession. They have you know they're wonderful people, but they they kind of different from the holistic practitioners in that uh, if a patient comes into their office, they give them the little purple pill, 
which is an anti-acid, which will take care of the burning in the stomach. However, in my opinion, uh, it's probably one of the worst things you can do for a patient in that they're, yes, it will get rid of the burning, but boy, it's going to really cause a problem as far as absorbing the minerals and the, and the, the food content from the food they're eating. It basically stops the digestive process. That food goes through the entire GI tract. I've got a fly buzzing around me here. Uh, goes through the GI tract and oftentimes ends up with diarrhea uh, for the patient. It's basically putrefied food and oh boy, what a mess that is. So when you give somebody this, uh, so in my philosophy, if you actually give them more acid, which is a, a, you can buy uh, stomach acid, we have a product called betaine hydrochloric acid, which is basically I tell people stomach acid in a pill. When you give that to somebody who's lacking stomach acid, which unfortunately is just about everybody over 50, um, that actually helps the body to, to uh, absorb the food. It also helps the body absorb the minerals because you're actually raising the acidity in the stomach, and, and which is the complete opposite of what the you know, medical profession tries to do. So a little bit conflicting as far as what the medical doctors would say versus a holistic practitioner, but boy, uh, I've just seen so many cases where people come in, came into my office or practitioners' offices like yourself with digestive issues, and and we put them on some betaine hydrochloric acid, and their stomach issues go away, their constipation, their their diarrhea goes away, and they feel better because they're frankly they're getting the the actual value out of the food that they're eating, they're actually absorbing that and using that instead of just letting it putrefy and pass through their body and have having it come out the other end is some icky mess. So, What's the difference between that hydrochloric acid and the lactic acid? Right. Well, lactic acid is a byproduct of, of food putrefying in the body. Uh, it's acidic. There's no question about it. Can it burn? Yes, absolutely. That can cause acid reflux, but it's more of a byproduct of the food not not uh, not um, being digested properly. The stomach acid is actually healthful acid and it helps actually dissolve the proteins. Uh, it dissolves and, and liquefies the, um, the minerals in the body. And so it sets the body up for being able to absorb those nutrients uh, instead of just pass them through the body. Sometimes for my clients, the way I explain to them, I always have that metaphor of like when you're cooking and the food and the pot is in the, in the vegetables or whatever you're trying to cook is inside the pot and there's no fire. So that fire for me is the hydrochloric acid and then it will cook to the way we want it. But if it doesn't, if we don't, if there's no fire, it can ferment in a bad way. And that's what I call now putrefaction faction process, then that will be the one that eventually will cause harm. So, so that's a great analogy. That's a great one. Makes sense. <laughs> it stays on my head. So like, yes. um, what's the worst thing like for you? Have you experienced a difference now that you understand such better? Because I didn't understand that as much the way I understand now, even if I was, I've been a nurse for over 30 years, I never really heard this lesson in the nursing school or in a lot of regular conferences. But now that I understand it, for me, I experience a difference. But let me hear your story. 
Well, I, I guess I learned the hard way, which is how I like to learn. <laughs> I learned the hard way by watching and observing, you know, patients that would come in that were on anti-acid uh, medication and seeing the results. Uh, and uh, unless they were just on the medication uh, recently, um, the results weren't good. They, had the, they still had digestive issues. They still had uh, challenges sleeping. They, they still had uh, uh, gut pain, sometimes diarrhea, sometimes uh, flatulence, gas, bowel gas. And they still had the same issues. And um, I, just, I just watched them and went, wow, there has to be a better way. Uh, so when I started uh, educating myself as far as, you know, what is the actual physiology behind how, to, uh, how does food get absorbed in the GI tract? How do minerals get absorbed? Uh, I realized that, you know, maybe there was a better way and maybe that the, the, the basic fact that as we get older, the body doesn't produce as much stomach acid. And it's just because producing stomach acid is a, is a highly energetic, uh, it takes, which means it takes a lot of energy by the body to make that acid. And at some point in our lives, which usually happens around age 40 to 50, and I'm actually seeing people in their 20s and 30s now, unfortunately, that are having trouble with making enough stomach acid. Um, they, just, they just don't make as much because, uh, you know, because of the stress they're under, because of the food they're eating. Um, and, and the result is, is, again, you're basically slowly starving yourself to death unfortunately, at an earlier age, because you just can't absorb those minerals. You just can't absorb the, the nutrients, the carbohydrates, fats, and protein that you need to keep your body fueled up. Uh, it's a slow starvation process. Well, what if someone says, but I'm eating well, I have a clean, uh, clean plate, okay, which I really had before. And I remember traveling when, you know, eating well, being a vegetarian or a vegan, you know, better than most people. And then there will still one day that I will have such a stomach pain and started throwing up in the hotel. Oh, yes. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and I can't tell you how many people and the, the interesting thing, and I know you, Grace, that you eat very, very healthfully and eat very well. But most of my patients that came in through my door when I was practicing, I'd ask them how they're eating. And every one of them said, oh, I eat great. <laughs> and their definition of great and my definition of great was usually pretty far apart. You know, they're saying, well, you know, I only go to McDonald's or Burger King, you know, two or three times a week and I'll have a salad once in a while. <laughs> and, 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 um, you know, that's pretty good. Right. And my cheese curds and my, and my uh, French fries and my, uh, you know, the steak, I had a 24 ounce steak in one sitting and, uh, yeah, I didn't feel too good after that. Um, but I ate pretty good. And, um, well, mm, yeah, I, the research that I've been studying now is that uh, dairy and meat are not so good for us. I mean, once in a while, it's okay to have some dairy, have some meat, but it's much less than what I grew up. I grew up in Minnesota. In Minnesota, my parents told me to eat meat and potatoes. That's how I grew up. And uh, up until maybe 10 or 15, 20 years ago, that's what I ate. And fortunately, I was young enough to get away with that. 
But at this time in my life, uh, when I'm 66 years old, uh, I have a, a meat diet once in a while. I still eat meat once in a while, but I can feel it. My energy goes down. Uh, I'm just not as as excited about life as, as when I eat a plant-based diet. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, can you cheat once in a while? Yes, of course. You know, uh, Dr. Marshall, who's the founder of Premier Research Labs, used to say that when your diet is finally uh, uh, up to speed, you're digesting properly, either with or without supplementation. And unfortunately, most people have to take uh, some type of a supplement to achieve the stomach acid in, that they need anymore. But once your digestion is up to speed, you can cheat. Once a week, you can cheat and have the foods that you love. And then um, I, I guess for me, I suffer a little bit the you know, 24 hours after that. But then I go back to a plant-based diet and then I'm back on track. Incredible. It, just, just the fact that uh, digestive system or everything that's in our core, it's incredible how our body's designed because it's in the middle too. So for me, that's it's significant. That's right in the middle and it's the middle of everything that we're experiencing, whether it's for good or for bad. Indeed. And we mentioned about the worries. We mentioned about the food and talking about the worries. And right in during this time, this quarantine time, this unusual time of challenge of news and many people are worrying about it. Do you think that it has an effect on our gut? Well, I don't think I know. I know it does have a, a, an effect. I mean, there have been numerous studies, scientific studies, where they'll actually study the, the motility, which is how fast food transfers from the, from the stomach uh, out through the, the anus. And your motility goes down when you're under stress. The amount of stomach acid you're going down, uh, the amount of stomach acid, the amount of digestive enzymes goes down because you're under stress. It's kind of like the flight or fight mentality. Uh, that's the analogy I like to use when you're when you're uh, afraid of something, which is it can be uh, you know the political situation right now, it can be the COVID situation right now, it can be our our parents and loved ones who are in hospice right now. It can be the cat that's sick. It can be the dog that won't bark anymore. Uh, anything, the kids that are, are, you know, are worried about going back to school uh, and, and being in a, an environment that maybe isn't the safest for them right now, those things all affect the digestive tract. So if you're over 50, or in your 60s or 70s, and you're already having some challenges with your digestive tract, these extra worries absolutely contribute to uh, uh, even a worse outcome with the digestive tract than, than what they were before. And um, it's, it's sad. Uh, what is the answer? Well, if we could just get rid of the stress in our life, that would take care of it. But I don't know about you, but I don't think the stress is going to go away too soon. So I think it has to do with more with how you, uh, how you deal with that stress. And as you know, Grace, uh, you've, you've been around long enough. Uh, there are multiple ways to uh, alleviate stress in your life. And I think uh, for me and the people I watch is you need to find the, the activity or the thoughts that, that bring joy and happiness to you. 
I mean, there's yoga, there's going for a walk, there's reading a good book, there's meditation, uh, there's multiple things you can do to help. Uh, just sitting and, and closing your eyes during a stressful time and just thinking happy thoughts. Uh, I like to think about being on the beach and, and having the waves crash in and rubbing my feet in the, you know, in the sand and in the water, uh, maybe doing some body surfing. And those are the things that kind of de-stress me. Uh, I also go for bike rides. I do physical things to release my stress. Uh, I still exercise pretty heavily. So whatever it is for that particular person, and I think it's probably different uh, for most everyone, uh, but find the, find your passion. Find something that gives you joy. Um, you talk about that all the time, Grace, I'm sure with your people. And um, and and that's a that's a good way to st stress relief. I mean, ideally in a perfect world, we could think our way out of these things, but we need to try to to find our ways to to try to relax. There are supplements that will help with that. Obviously, there are medical uh, uh, interventions that can help with stress. I like to think of those as a last resort. Uh, I'm hopeful that uh, whoever who's coming in with stress and digestive related issues can find a way to you know make themselves happy and joyful without using supplements and without using allopathic uh, medications. So that would be my ideal goal. Perfect. Um, but there are so many supplements. How, how would one know which one would be good? But, uh, can they just depend on going to a store and reading the labels with the hope that they're reading the labels properly? It's just like food, you know, just like so many cereals, <laughs> so many rice grains. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a lot to choose from. Um, I could talk a couple hours about this too. When I first started using supplements in my chiropractic practice, I used a, a manufacturer who was very reputable. Um, and I had learned about these, this company in school and I thought they were quite, quite good. And so I started when I found out that, gosh, I was adjusting people and they just weren't getting the results I wanted. I decided that, well, maybe the, they needed some supplementation to help them with their health. And so I tried many of these uh, supplements from this particular company that I thought were going to help them. And uh, if you read the literature, in theory, they should have been just fine. But for some reason, the patients would take a bottle or two or three or 10 and they just weren't getting any better. And I thought, Hmm, what's going on here? I'm, you know, from my, my educational background that this supplement should work for this particular issue. And, you know, the company was saying, yes, it should, but yet my ex actual experience with the patient wasn't working out quite like that. So I, I tried to, I, you know, I needed to find out better results. So I did a lot of education. I spent a lot of money outside of, uh, outside of my office trying to educate myself. It's like, what makes a good supplement? What gets in the way of people? And it came down to a couple things. Uh, one is I, I realized that there, were, uh, there was a huge difference in quality in supplements. Uh, I was using a company that was very high quality, but they were based on... Um, how can I say, um, synthetic uh, products. Uh, there's a place for synthetic uh, vitamins and, and supplements. Uh, I think that for most people, that's to kind of rescue them, to try to you know, snap their body into a, a, a better way of being. Uh, but 
long term, I've found that the synthetic products, because I was on them myself at the time, they just didn't do, they just didn't last. And uh, the results for me were, were short term. And then after a while, my body seemed to kind of, kind of, uh, kind of the slow decline. <laughs> and I saw that on my patients too. So, um, so anyway, I needed to find a different company. The other piece about uh, supplements, and there again are, if you do the internet searches, there are literally hundreds of articles knocking the supplement industry, and some of them with good reason. And there was a recent study, oh, well, I shouldn't say recent, it's probably a couple years old now. They took, uh, the uh, FDA actually went in and, and bought supplements off the shelves of companies and they actually tested them. And they found that many of the supplement companies that had certain claims on the label, uh, sometimes there weren't even the substance they were claiming on the label wasn't even there. So, um, sorry, my, I've got a timer going off here. And uh, then they also found that the quality of the, sub, of, the, of the ingredients wasn't that good either. And so, um, Fortunately, I wasn't using those type of companies, but for the consumer out there and those people that are listening, uh, it's, uh, and I hate to say this because this is the industry I'm in, it's kind of like the wild west out there. You kind of have to be careful. So, the, the, I mean, there's even some reputable companies, the ingredients they use are, are marginal, let's put it at a good thing, and, and uh, maybe even detrimental at, the, at its worst. So. Uh, you need to educate yourself. And, and the question becomes then, well, how do I educate myself? Well, you can go on the internet and there's, you know, there's 40,000 pages about vitamin C and vitamin D and all the things that, you know, we think we're, we've been told that we should take and how do you know a good one? Well, it's, it's a challenge. And, and I like to think that, that, um, if you're a consumer out there that you'll go to people like Grace and ask for their guidance and help with that. Grace has been around the block many times. She's seen what works and what doesn't work in her office and uh, has done a lot of education on her about products herself. She can recommend products that work for people and, uh, and actually, um, you know, have some therapeutic benefit at the current time. I, I, Based, I'm biased more towards plant-based supplements. Uh, I think plant-based supplements have a, uh, uh, an amazing uh, history behind them. Uh, they're usually, and again, this is why you need a practitioner like Grace to help you. Most plant-based plant uh, supplements are, um, are not going to kill you, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, and some of the synthetics uh, can be very powerful. Some of the animal glandulars uh, that uh, some of our competitors use, um, they have some negative things around them too. So um, anyway, uh, my recommendation is to educate yourself as best you can and then find a practitioner who's been doing this for a while, like Grace, and uh, knows what she's talking about and has had the experience with, you know, literally hundreds and thousands, it's probably thousands by now I'm thinking for you, Grace, uh, but has uh, the experience to, to guide you. Um, and along with that, with being that said, um, 
I can't tell you how many times in my practice somebody would come in and say, yeah, I've got this particular supplement. Uh, my sister or my husband or uh, my uncle used this supplement and they had the same symptoms that I did and uh, you think I should take it. And my response was always be, would always be, I don't know. I'm not sure. Your physiology, how your body works with that supplement is probably going to be different than your husband or your wife's or your uncle's or your kid's reaction to that supplement. So uh, there are ways that, that Grace knows that uh, you can actually test that supplement on the body and see if that really reacts well for your particular physiology. Uh, it's a little bit different than going to your allopathic doctor and saying, well, I'm just here and I have these symptoms and they write a prescription and say, here you go. And if that doesn't work, come back, we'll try something else. And if that doesn't work, we'll try something else. And if that doesn't work, we've got 50 other things to try for you. Uh, that can be an expensive and, and not very helpful way to go about it. But uh, Grace has the ability and the technology that she's learned and educated herself to actually put the product in the energy field of the body and actually test that supplement with that particular person's physiology. It's an amazing technology. I can't say enough about it. And Grace is an expert in that technology. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your recommendation. Because uh, I remember I'm one of those who was really skeptical in using any supplement. I was really a whole plant food person. And when I say whole, that those that doesn't come in capsules or mm. even powder. So in a container. Until I understood that the, our land continues to be depleted. Our whole environment is changing the whole DNA of good food. And then I realized that, oh, I'm, I'm aging and the things that I didn't used to feel before, I'm kind of feeling some discomfort already. So I really considered doing supplements. And of course, I still think that said, well, how, how, how would one know that this is really good for this person or for my, for that size, for that age, when on the seminars, most even in integrative seminars, they just have a blanket recommendation, okay? Now, I know you are a different kind of chiropractor, and not all chiropractors do the same thing. You do some energy medicine. Can you share to us what you do? Oh, yes, I can. I was wondering, I was wondering if we were going to go there, but okay, now the cat's out of the bag. Um, yes, I do. I do some energy medicine. I have to be honest in that uh, when I first started and saw this particular type of, it's uh, in the chiropractic world, it's called applied kinesiology. And it was developed by a, a chiropractor whose name was Goodhart. And this is about 50 years ago now, maybe even 60 now that I'm getting older. Uh, he developed a way, and, and the layman's terms, I think, is called muscle testing. And um, the, uh, so uh, if you go to your medical doctor and talk to them about this, unless they're very advanced and have, have been exposed to this, they're going to probably poo-poo this. So I just want to give you... Fair warning that that uh, if you go there to your medical doctor, they'll probably scratch their head and kind of wonder. But um, uh, great, let them be that way is the way I look at it. Um, so muscle testing is is based on the uh, 
on the uh, fact, and it's been measured now that our bodies are energy beings and we all exude a certain amount of energy around our bodies. And for most people that extends six to eight feet out from our body. Uh, and if you're sick, it, it gets less and less and less and gets closer in there. But the, the whole concept of energy testing is if you put something that your body agrees with, if it's something that's helpful for you, if it's a good thought, uh, your body, your, your muscles will remain strong. And there's various techniques on how to use the muscle tech. We use a, a technique called uh, quantum reflex analysis, which is actually a, a process that was developed by a Japanese oncologist. His name is Omura, and uh, he actually patented this. He uses it in his oncology clinic in Japan. Uh, if you want to actually look him up, his, uh, his website is called bdort.com bdort.com. He has some fascinating things about that. Uh, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So uh, Premier Research Labs borrowed this concept from his, this technic, uh, technology from him and we muscle test. And the concept again is if you have something that's positive for the energy's energy field and you put it inside that energy field, which is usually holding it in your hand or putting it against your body, and then you'll muscle test. Uh, we use the, the thumb and, uh, and ring finger to test. There are other ways that use the, the deltoid muscle, which is this muscle, and they'll push down on the arm. So for those of you that may have seen it, that, that, if that may look familiar to you, and the concept is, is if it's good for you, the body will remain strong and sometimes even get stronger than when you don't have that supplement or material. It can be food. Uh, it can be a thought. Um, if you push on the arm and it stays strong, that's the, the theory is, is that that's a good thing for your body. If you put uh, sugar in your energy field, um, Everyone that I've ever tested with sugar, well, I can only say I had one person that didn't, and I don't, I can't explain it. It's probably because not everybody can be tested this way. Quite frankly, there's a few people on the planet that this this particular testing system doesn't work for, and I think he was one of them. But if you put sugar inside the energy field, if you put it on your chest and then you muscle test that, the muscles will go weak immediately. If you put saccharin or any of the, the sweeteners that people dump into their coffee in the morning, it's going to make your body weak. So how does that translate? Well, when the body gets weaker, it's more susceptible to disease. It's more susceptible to uh, immune issues like the COVID stuff that's going on right now. So we want to try to put things in our energy field that are only helpful and only strengthen the body. And that's where people with technology like you have, Grace, where you can actually try different supplements and see which one makes the body strong or weak. Um, and that's, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, there's lots and lots of things that uh, we could talk about in there. Um, but the, the bottom line is you can, uh, and I had, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I had a patient that came in with me and she had a whole bag of supplements. She had been to multiple other practitioners and nobody was able to help her. Uh, and then she came into my office and said, well, can we test these on me? And there was probably... 70, 80 different supplements in here. And that's when I was first starting and I was very excited about muscle testing. I said, oh, sure, let's test them all. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I don't waste my time. Uh, I know that most of them are, are not gonna help be helpful. And I just say, okay, you know, what are you here for? Do you, wanna, do you want me to test those supplements and see which ones aren't good for you? Or do you want me to get you some help? 
And so I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm, I'm, I just don't take the time to do that. But back then when I was starting out, I tested them and probably three fourths of them didn't work for her and maybe a quarter of them did. And, uh, and so what did that prove? Well, she, she basically said, well, I've spent a lot of money on these supplements. Now what do I do with them? I said, I don't know. <laughs> There's a trash can over there if you want to get rid of them. <laughs> But um, anyway, the technology is a shortcut to, to actually see what works for your body versus what doesn't. And that's the real bottom line that I hope that your listeners will get out of that. Uh, it saves them time. It saves them money because you don't have to have to uh, read the material and say, oh, this according to, you know, this Internet thing, this particular brand of vitamin C, which is ascorbic acid, which... I don't usually like to use ascorbic acid, but that, you know, all the literature says this should be helpful for me and should help my immune system. Well, maybe, but probably not long-term. So Grace has the technology to see what's gonna work for your body long-term and actually move you towards health very quickly. The bottom line is it saves money uh, to go to some, a practitioner like Grace who can actually, you know, look at the supplements and see if they work for you instead of they just, you know, work for the studies type of thing. Wow, that was a long, ex <laughs> that was a long explanation, sorry. Excellent, well, the question that, some people ask me who wants to work with me in the distance is, can I do energy testing from a distance? Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're really getting out there. Um, the answer is yes. Um, honestly, I don't know how that happens. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not sure I even completely understand muscle testing, except that I don't understand how the light switch flips the light on in my room either, but I just know it happens that way. Uh, and so a little bit of this is, is I take on faith that there are people out there that can do that. I have a little bit of ability to do that, but Grace has, and, and I know other practitioners that I work with have the ability to basically test anyone in the world uh, 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 just in a phone conversation on the telephone. I don't know how that works, honestly, uh, but I do know that it does work. And uh, I guess I, my inquisitive mind wants to know how, and I, I, maybe someday I'll know. So you can ask Grace that if you go see Grace. How's that? <laughs> uh, talking about uh, seeking some answers, that's usually what happens to me when you have a question and you, you're ready to receive it or you ask the question, this, this information or the answers come. So Dr. Spicer, you could have been, you're so knowledgeable and you're, you really have a warm personality and heart and compassion. You could have been other types of doctor, but why choose chiropractic doctor? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I think part of it was the universe was talking to me, Grace. When I first graduated from college, uh, I thought I wanted to be a pharmaceutical representative. And uh, because I knew of a friend who was a, a pharmaceutical representative and he made lots of money and uh, he was always dressed very well, had a nice car, had a great apartment, had a wonderful girlfriend. I thought, well, that's what I want. <laughs> and I actually spent about a year uh, interviewing for uh, multiple pharmaceutical jobs and I got more no's. Well, I got all no's actually. They all said, no, you're not quite what we're looking for or whatever. And I thank my lucky stars that the universe was looking out for me at that point um, uh, and that I didn't go that route. 
um, because now that I know what I know now, I, I wouldn't have been very happy in that profession for very long, just as who I am. Uh, so anyway, I got into chiropractic school. Uh, I used to teach martial arts, and one of my students was a martial arts, uh, was, a, was a chiropractor. And a couple of my students injured their wrists or their elbows, and, and his name was Steve, and Dr. Steve would ask if I, if I was okay as the instructor and owner of the business, if uh, he could work on some of the people that, you know, kind of threw their wrist out or their elbow or their shoulder. And I thought, okay, sure, why not? Um, and so he would work on them and do a couple uh, manual therapies on them, and they would walk out and go, oh, gosh, my elbow is really feeling better or my wrist or my shoulder is really feeling better or my back that was sore for weeks uh, is feeling better. I thought, well, that's pretty fascinating. So I started to go to Dr. Steve for my little aches and pains and by gosh, if it didn't work. And Dr. Steve worked uh, with a chiropractor who did energy medicine as well and actually studied under Dr. Goodhart. So this guy was, was close to the actual source of muscle testing. And he did some things with me uh, that just blew my mind. Let's, I, let's just put it that way. I had no idea that, that, uh, that he could do some of the things he was doing. Uh, he actually got into some thought issues. He would read off words and almost as fast as like, and he, and he was able to put a picture together based on muscle testing of what was going on with me internally and uh, got to some of the psychological things that I was struggling with at the time. And, and it was like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. So long story short is uh, I decided that the martial arts school uh, was not going to be very financially rewarding for me, and I needed to find another job uh, somehow, somewhere. And I went to my dentist of all people, <laughs> and my dentist was a personal friend of me, mine, and after he had worked on my teeth and cleaned my teeth and done all the exam, we went out to lunch afterwards, and we somehow got on the topic of chiropractic. And uh, he basically said, gosh, I really get the passion you're talking about here, Tom. I love my chiropractor too. He said, why don't you become one? And I went, well, duh, <laughs> how would I do that? And he said, well, I know here in Minneapolis, there's a, there's a chiropractic school. Why don't you call him up? So I called him up and the next day I, <laughs> I signed up. I talked to my wife and said, I really want to do this. Uh, I'm going to be a chiropractor. And uh, that was before I knew it all was involved in the schoolwork, but oh, well, <laughs> It was a it was a painful, wonderful, blissful journey, and I wouldn't I wouldn't redo it any other way. Um, so that's how I became a chiropractor. When I after I got out of chiropractic school, I thought I could cure anything and any any problem with just a chiropractic adjustment, and I found out that just wasn't true. Uh, I found that in order for me to be a more holistic person, I needed to address the nutritional aspects of my patients that came through the door. And uh, this was 20 years ago now. And even 20 years ago, the nutritional qualities, as you alluded to, uh, just aren't the same anymore. Even organic food does not have the, the minerals, the nutrition that it did 25, 30, 50 years ago. So uh, that brought me to the fact where, you know, you can eat healthfully. However, in order to get really what your body needs, you're almost going to need to supplement at some point. And uh, sadly, that's, that's the state of our, our nutrition now. And um, I, just, I just say, well, you know, if the food was like it was when I was a kid, you know, I wouldn't need supplements. But it's just not that way. The, the minerals, the actual nutri nutri 
nutritional value of the food just isn't what it used to be. And uh, sadly, you know, we need to su supplement to get ourselves and keep ourselves healthy. So long story on how I became a chiropractor <laughs> and how I got here, but that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Wonderful story. So if there is a young man right now listening to us or the parents, the parents are listening and they have sons or yeah, sons who might be struggling to choose what kind of direction would they want to take in their life in terms of career or a way of living. What's your best advice? Oh, oh golly. <laughs> um, I guess I would say follow your heart. I mean, this, uh, the profession that I'm in, I mean, you, you have to care about people. You have to, you have to want the best for them. Uh, chiropractic can be, uh, as in any profession, there are good chiropractors, there are bad chiropractors, as in any profession. Uh, there are some chiropractors that are just in for the money uh, and they've set up their practices to, to, to go after the money. And uh, you know, that's, their, that's their choice. Uh, I was not that kind of person. I wanted to actually help people. I wanted to see them. Uh, my, the, my greatest uh, gift was for them to come back and say, you know, Dr. Tom, before I started with you, I, I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, my shoulder had, I had chronic headaches. My back hurt all the time. I couldn't move my shoulder. Um, my, my knee pain was driving me crazy. Um, and they would come back after treating them and they would just go, I can't thank you enough. I can, I can be with my grandkids now. I can play sports again. Uh, I can run around the block like I never used to. I mean, that for me was, was immense satisfaction. If you think you're that kind of person that, that would be satisfied in that way, boy, uh, chiropractic is a great profession. Being a nutritional person like Grace, I mean, she, I'm sure you get huge satisfaction, Grace, with seeing somebody get over some type of digestive or hormonal issue or, uh, you know, just the kind of things that you treat day in and day out in your office. So if that's, if you're that kind of person where the, the, your passion lies with helping people, with seeing them become a fully contributing people in the society, boy, chiropractic, uh, nutrition, that's a, that's, a, that's a great way to go. Um, so. How about you? What's the best advice you have received in your life? <laughs> oh, gosh. The best advice... Um, I think long-term, it's probably persistence. Um, when I went to school, I was a B student in, in high school and college. Well, college, I tended to drink more beer than I probably should have, but uh, so I was probably a C student in college. But after I got out of college and found out that I wanted to be a chiropractor, uh, I studied really, really hard. And I spent more hours, I didn't go back into, I didn't go to chiropractic school until I was age 35, which at age 35, it's, uh, it's more of a challenge, I think. Uh, your brain doesn't work quite as fast as when you're right out of school and college. And so I had to put a lot more hours in the, uh, in studying than probably many of my, uh, my colleagues in chiropractic school. But the persistence that I had uh, and the, the willingness to want to help people and seeing the, the end goal of 
putting in all these hours and hours and hours of being in the lab and studying and reading and researching, uh, that really paid off uh, as far as, um, you know, helping me, you know, to get to where I am. And the other thing that was important was, uh, was to have a, have a goal in mind. And my goal was to help people become better. And that always has been a, a shining light for me that has helped me, you know, study late at night and, and, and do the research in the research papers and experiment with new techniques. And, and the lifelong learning is, is something that's another trait that I possess. I'm always curious. I always want to know why. If you have that, that, that curiosity about new things and why do things work, this is a great profession because it's always changing. There's always new things. There's always new ideas. There's always a new fad on the internet that you have to check out and see, is this really, is this really helpful or is it just the next fad? I mean, these are this lifelong curiosity and, and seeking of knowledge uh, is something that I think every, every good practitioner needs to have uh, because it's always changing. Uh, one day, uh, something that was very good might be replaced by something new. I mean, we come out with new supplements, you know, every so often we found that we found a better way to do things. There's a better mixture. There's a, uh, some new studies about certain raw ingredients that we didn't know about before that we just recently discovered and, and, and we tried it out and sure enough, they worked. And so, you know, new, 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 uh, for me, it's kind of like, it's exciting. I kind of look at it as uh, it's Christmas every day. <laughs> we get to learn something new every day and that excites me. So um, if you're that kind of person, you know, the healing arts is a, is a great profession to get into because it's always changing. There's always new things to learn. Is there anything that keeps you awake at night? <laughs> Aside from the political turmoil right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, you know, I always want to know more. Um, I don't know if that's self-centered or not, but... Uh, my goal is to, I have kids. I want my kids to have a better life than I did. I want them to not have the, uh, uh, you know, the physical pain and ailments that I had because I just didn't know what to eat. I didn't know, you know, how certain things affected the body. I didn't know how the, the physical trauma in life would come back later to haunt me uh, that I did when I was in my 20s and thought, oh, I'm indestructible. I can jump off a bridge and land on my head and it's not going to hurt that much. I'll be fine. You know, I'm smarter now and I want to try to, um, uh, those kind of things I want to try to impart on anybody who listen, hopefully my kids and, and maybe practitioners out there that can learn from my experiences and, and uh, not repeat some of the silly things I did when I did when I was in my youth. And, um, those are the things that kind of keep me awake at night. Um, I always want to do more for people and I'm always struggling to, you know, how do I get the word out more? And I think, frankly, this is a great way, Grace, to get the word out to more people than, you know, just talking on the telephone that I typically do. You'll be able to share this with hundreds and hopefully thousands of people. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to take a nugget or two from what we've said here and uh, use it in their lives. I'm with you about uh, you know your feeling towards children because uh, I have a son and it's once you're a parent you're always a parent but you have also I, I, I recognize that I have to let go of my worries so 
this podcasting is my second baby. (laughs) (laughs) I could just because I'm launching on Sunday and it happens to be my son's birthday. Oh, excellent. What a what a synchronicity. So I think I know what uh, the podcasting is, uh, you know, is offering me right now. So that's, and um, I think my, 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 could be my second to the last question is, what would be your best advice to the audience that I'm trying to reach, you know, for 50 to 55 years old working men and women who are dementia caregivers, because they are also parents, they are sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, and they have their own lives, but they have to take care of their loved ones. What would be the mm. best thing? Like, what would be the best maybe habit that they can do in the morning and maybe in the evening? Because I, I like that sandwich of a, a good habit activity. Sure. Well, oh boy, uh, they are in a tough situation, Grace, as, as you see that every day, probably way more than I do. Um, I guess they need to start out with love in their heart for their for their people that they're caring for both their kids and their their folks with dementia. Uh, my dad had an issue uh, when I was uh, in my 20s, long before I was a chiropractor. Uh, frankly, I had no idea how to support him. Um, and we just kind of muddled through it. Looking back on it, I probably have some more tools than I, than I did back then. And I think one of the big tools was just to, to love them for who they are and who they aren't. Um, it's, you know, I think of myself at 66 years old and go, you know, this could be me in the future. And maybe my kids will be taking care of me. And so it allows me the compassion to, to, to think, you know, wow, this is a tough road for those folks. And, and how do they take care of themselves? Well, I, I think it goes back to, um, you know, try to find some time to carve out a time that's just for you during the day. And, and do that special activity that gives you joy in your heart, whether it's meditation in the morning, uh, you know, for five minutes or, uh, you know, yoga for 10 minutes or going for a walk around the block uh, or uh, hugging your kids or your dog or whatever it is that gives you joy and pleasure and to try to regenerate and, and recharge your batteries somehow. Uh, of course, eating well is important. I think that's critical. Supplementation, of course, you've heard my biases on that already. But finding something that gives them joy that they can look back at and, and feel good about. And then just to know that, um, gosh, um, the universe works in strange ways, in my opinion. And there's always a payback for the good things that we do in the world. And sometimes we may not see it for years later. But the the joy and the happiness and the care that you're giving these folks with dementia and Alzheimer's, uh, I know, and it's as, it's as much as I can see my hands here, I know that that does come back eventually to those people. Uh, it may be in a, in a butterfly that flies across your, your pathway when you're really sad, or that, that look in your dog's face, or that hugging by your kids or the, uh, the new job that you get that was like, oh my gosh, I, I never thought I'd get to where I was today. Uh, the new car, whatever, whatever it is that, uh, you know, the love of your, of your family, I mean, it does come back. I know that for a fact. Uh, we just, sometimes we need to be patient to let that happen. <laughs> Thank you. I know that I can see and I heard 
joy and happiness are everyone's aspiration. So what makes you happy, Tom? <laughs> oh, gosh, what makes me happy? Oh, gosh. Well, Grace, as you might know, I have a new girlfriend, so that makes me happy. <laughs> and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's shared experiences uh, that it brings me joy. I mean, uh, when I was, uh, when I was single for a while, um, I wasn't able to share that the, the joys in my life, and being able to share those joys with somebody else brings me a lot of happiness. Uh, I would love to have a dog, but my lifestyle at this point doesn't let me do that. Um, but someday I'll have a dog and, and I will go for walks with my dog. I mean, that's, I know that's going to be, bring me joy. Just thinking about it brings me joy. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, and the love of my kids. I mean, those, my kids are, everybody's a little biased towards your kids, I'm sure, but you're biased towards your son, but my kids, I can just look at them and they bring me joy and happiness. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to do anything. They just have to be themselves and uh, watching them on their journey brings me joy and happiness and fulfills me as a person because I know that somehow I did had a little piece in there and maybe who I am kind of transferred into who they are. And uh, I see that in them and it gives me hope. Uh, it gives me hope for the future. Uh, it gives me joy and you know the struggles that I go through uh, are, are sometimes minimized by the fact that these my kids are going to carry on you know, my legacy of helping people and being joyful and, 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 you know, world, world contributors, basically. Thank you, Tom. This episode for me is fabulously wonderful because <laughs> you provided the information, you provided the inspiration, imagination and intuition that I promised or I intend for the audience so that we you know, together with them, we can co-create a community to experience amazing health, result, health results. And so I'd like to thank you again. And thank you. My, my, in the podcast, um, the episode, I like to end with quantum affirmation. And the quantum affirmation is derived from the quantum cards that I shuffle every day. And I get one of that, and I say that three times in the morning, three times at noon, and three times in the evening. And so today, I intentionally closed my eyes, and I picked one. I said, what can I share with Tom and for the audience? And so what I have is unlimited wealth. I say, I'll say three times. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships. I am unstoppable. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships, I am unstoppable. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships. 
I am unstoppable. Thank you, Tom, for being a friend, a resource, a mentor, and uh, just being here and being present. I like to remind the audience that I'm offering a complimentary book, a coaching call that it may end up coaching with me or maybe coaching, asking Tom certain questions. So I will provide that information. Oh, by the way, Tom, where can they reach you? Oh, <laughs> Grace. Um, or would it be through me? Or would I, I would. I would rather have them uh, reach me through you. Okay, perfect. Uh, I, I I work primarily with practitioners like yourself. I love consumers. I am one. But uh, my my work description is to work with the practitioners like yourself. So those of you out there, if you have questions specifically for me, please ask Grace. She can forward that to me. I'll forward it back to Grace, and she'll be the, our our conduit of information if that's okay. Thank you again, and. Uh... Thank you, thank you, thank you for Tom and for Dr. Spicer and thank you for to all the viewers. In my language, I say mabalos, that means thank you and don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. This is Grace Asagra, this is Quantum Nurse, out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. Bye-bye, Grace. Pleasure being with you today. Thank you.